Well, hello, 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 and welcome to Sisters You Have Value Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tolliver, and I'm super excited to be here with you today. Happy Friday, happy Friday. This podcast was created for women because we believe in the power of sisterhood and unity, and we strive to build a community where women can share their passions, learn from each other's experiences, and support each other on their journey. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you are a new listener, thank you so much for tuning in, and we pray you'll come back for more. Please give us a like, share, and follow, and tell a friend. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for being here with us on this awesome journey, and we pray you continue. All right, grab your coffee, tea, drink, whatever it is, and grab a seat, and let's get into it. Can you believe this is the last Friday of the year? Not only the month, but the entire year. We have completed, Lord, 2023. Time flies when you're having fun or not, (laughs) but... 2023. And this is part two of our reflection. We talked last week about the things and reflecting on our life because it is the last and going into 2024. And we all know the new year is always a moment of quiet reflection. Reflect on the years gone by of the happy gains and missed opportunities. You think about the good and the bad of the past year introspect on your personal growth and learn from the experience it's a time to ensure that we bring balance to our life y'all with positive influences overriding the negative ones another year another moment to reflect on the miracle of being here and we thank god for jesus that he has kept us this long and we have new lessons and reflections to come for this uh 2024 season so If you've been feeling lost, stuck, sick, behind, or doubted, or doubtful about the state of the world, things can change. It is rare that they don't. Things can change. Gilda Ratner said, I I wanted a perfect ending. Now I've learned the hard way that some poems don't rhyme. And some stories don't have a clear beginning, middle, and end. Life is not about knowing, having to change, taking the moment and making the best of it without knowing what's going to happen next. And that's what life is about, not knowing, having to change, taking the moment and making the best of it without knowing what's going to happen next. In certain seasons and times of the year feel like, man, it's just sacred ground, like square one, like starting fresh, a fresh point. And then they feel like sometimes destruction, hopelessness, frustration, confusion, and and it goes on. So again, that's why we're here to reflect women. We've had a whole year and we're going to end this season one with just a kind of reflection on what we've been through. And things of that. So something I've learned is mystery can be your friend. The mystery of what's going to happen next, of where loved ones go when they die, whether or not this choice was the right choice I made or whether or not my life is on time. uh, How earth is how on earth am I going to make it? You know, 
all kinds of things. That's some stuff that's just so tough to deal with. But mystery sometimes can be your friend. It's a space maker, a giver of healing, a necessary recalibration, y'all. We got to recalibrate a heart opener, mind changer. And it's a beloved of the humble. So I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the new chapter um, of my life. And so when it comes down to that, y'all just sit back, think, you know, were you better yesterday, today than you were yesterday? What is it you want to do? What's left unexpressed? You know, sometimes when you don't express things, they get caged up inside of you. Um, everything you keep to yourself takes up cognitive resources. It just takes up in your mind. So, you know, we have to be able to reflect, release, look back on it and get it out of the way and things like that. So uh, for me, I'm a believer that change is good. Sometimes change is not hard, easy, but it's good. You know, in our saying as firemen, they used to say, what are two things firemen hate <laughs> is change and remaining the same. So we can say that to our lives. What are things that we hate? Change and remaining the same. Sometimes we look in the mirror and we don't like the person we are at this time. We don't like where we we're headed. But I always tell people, you are not a tree. You can move. So you just have to have that boldness to be able to walk in and you have to have that clarity, that that feeling instead of saying I think to I can, I will, and I must. We gotta, you know, stop assuming things will only change if you if you never stop working, if you never give yourself a break. Take time to stop moving and close your eyes and breathe and celebrate life. Your perspective is a powerful force and source of revolution. Everything, an exhausted mind, a wounded heart, terrible sequences of events is a guide if you change your perspective. It's a message. It's an invisible finger pointing you in the direction of what's out of balance, of what needs to be loved, of what needs your attention. So I want to ask 13 or 13 reflective questions that we need to ask ourselves as we head into that. In the present, the past is more knowable than the future, but people think far more about the future than the past. See, we know what happened to us in the past. But we're always questioning the what ifs, the down the road. I don't know what life is going to bring. You already know where you've been. So maybe that's why when New Year comes around the corner, we're more inclined to ask ourselves and others about our resolutions instead of questioning what lessons did we learn this year. So, you know, you got to have that. Uh, when we do that, it helps make us better because without reflection, you go blindly on your way, creating more unintended consequences and failing to achieve anything. They said, if, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. There's so many things that we don't know about ourselves and what triggered us and what makes us the way that we are, that we are so doomed to repeat it. Sometimes we get upset with God and it's not. And he said, Lord, I'm trying to show you the lesson. Lord, show me the lesson in that so I don't repeat it. Lord, I don't want to get stuck like Groundhog's Day, you know, you waking up to the same thing every day because you haven't learned the lesson. And then we get mad at God and it had nothing to do with him, but more to do with everything that we've done or our lack thereof of not doing. So the best thing you could do for yourself around this time of year is create a comfortable space to sit in 
put on some relaxing music, prepare yourself a hot beverage, let go of all expectations, and journal through some introspective and prospective questions. You know, prepare and plan for the year ahead by first working through stuff and assessing the ones that just passed, the one that year that just passed. You can reflect on your successes, you can reflect on your sorrows, any kind of behavioral or thought patterns that held you back, and then planning for the year ahead. We always say it's an idea as long as it's in your head. The Bible says write the vision and make it plain. So for me, until you can write it and write some things down to really see, because when you start writing, everything that's in your head starts flooding out and you just start, it's like mind mapping. So let's see. Number one, what are the five things I might I am most grateful for this year? So these are some questions that you can sit down and ask yourself. Number one, what are the five things I'm most grateful for this year? And gratitude is not only the greatest virtue, but the parent of all others. That's what uh, Cicero, the Roman philosopher, said, because the daily practice of gratitude creates an oasis of calm and contentment amidst the sea of chaos. So it's, it's so normal for us to forget that we live in a world of blessings because sometimes we get so caught up in the things that we don't have, the things that we wanted, the things that went wrong, um, the ideas that didn't come to fruition, those dreams that didn't come to fruition. So, man, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I didn't get the job. I didn't get the promotion. He left me. But we forget about the gratefulness of God and what you do have. What, what we say about that? What do you have left? What's in your house, woman? Again, if, if it's gone, it was never tied to your destiny. It's never meant to be here. You know, how they say we try to make a mountain out of a molehill. That, that molehill wasn't meant to be a mountain in your life. So move it. We always have to say, Lord, move it. Lord, if in your way, your will, however you see fit. But Lord, if it's not tied to me, it's not tied to my destiny. It's not tied to where you have me going. Move it, Lord. So I don't get stuck. You have a home. You have a roof over your head. You're warm. You're still breathing. You're not hungry. You know, you may not be the richest, but at least, Lord, I, you've never seen his seed begging bread. You have a beautiful family. You have a daughter, a son that loves you dearly. You have a job. You can walk. You can talk. Lord, you could hear, you could see. That's an attitude of gratitude. Lord, I thank you that I'm on this side of heaven, that you give me another chance and another day to do my purpose. Lord, I thank you that I can walk into this day when your mercies are new each day. I don't have to worry about yesterday because I got a do-over to repent to make it better. I'm grateful to have spent time this year with everybody on this uh, podcast. I'm grateful that I'm still here to be able to talk on it. I'm grateful. And I'm optimistic about my future and what God has for me and what he has in store for the next chapter of my life. My birthday is in what, 12, 13, 14, 15, something on the 11th of January. And I thank God for Jesus for that. And I pray that I make it to see that day. Gratitude. Lord, I just thank you for your son dying on the cross that we have a right to the tree of life. 
that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's enough to be thankful for. Number two, what's one area in my life where I made real tangible progress this year? What, what is one area in your life where you actually made some real tangible progress this year that you can see? And there's a reason why criticism often has a much greater impact on us than the compliments and why bad news frequently draws out more of our attention than the good because of our negative biases. It's our tendency to register the negative stimuli first. That's why the second question I always focus on what went well in the past year instead of what didn't. We don't care about what didn't work, but what area did we really have some tangible process, progress? What, what areas did we really make a difference? And you know, it's a twofold question. First, it gets you to positively frame your way of thinking. That's one thing that it does. It helps you to change your way of thinking. And then secondly, it reminds you that going forward, when you actively track your progress, you keep yourself motivated while also allowing yourself to see your evolution unfolding right before your eyes. You can see that these things are changing. You can see that, Lord, you're moving me to greater. You can see that, Lord, I'm starting to manifest maturity in my life, and especially in that area where I've been just weak and jacked up. You can see the hand of God moving in your life so great because that thing that used to bother you don't bother you anymore. That thing that used to get on your nerves doesn't get on your nerves anymore. So for me, the biggest progress manifested in my life is, is change. I, I learned how to uh, be better, be more prolific about my life, to be more intentional about my life, to be more intentional about the things that's ahead of me, to be more focused and present in my life. And not only mine, but the life of my children, my family, my home, my work in the presence of God, be more intentional about my relationship with God. Number three, what are three accomplishments I made this year that I'm most proud of? That's like building on the progress, uh, that previous question about your progress. What are the top three accomplishments that you're most proud of? Just three. What did you do? Did you launch a business? Did your business start to grow? Uh, did you get that promotion at work? Did you get engaged? Did you get a new boo? <laughs> I don't know. It was whatever you were. Did, did that exercise come? Did I start working out every day? Did I start eating healthier every day? Sometimes even the simplest things are great accomplishments, especially when we had a problem or a hard time accomplishing anything. So it doesn't matter how big or small the accomplishment is. Just remember you did it. You pulled through. And I see you at the end. You did it. Number four, who were the three people whose friendships are appreciated most this year? What makes life so special? It's the people. It's always the people. Life is worth living when it's filled with people we love and care for. Whether it's family, childhood friends, or recently formed friendships, we all have people who play important roles in our uh, life. Who's playing that role in your life? What are those three most important people? Some connections temporarily fade out of our lives because we take different paths and enter unfamiliar stages. Others unexpectedly reemerge to four deeper bonds 
So, you know, whoever these people are, whose love, concern, support, humor, and light spirit you appreciated most this year, I urge you, write it down. Write to them. Pick up the phone. Call them. Let them know. Just say thanks and express your gratitude. They deserve the biggest thank you for adding more to your life than taking away from. And it means the world to them if you simply extend a gesture of kindness by letting them know. By letting them just let them know. I have a lot of people that I can thank in my life. And I take that back. Not a lot. But I, I, I thank God for Jesus for those that are in my life. Some of the young ladies at work. My family. Um, especially when it comes to this podcast. My my, my great friend. Um, and he's absolutely amazing and supportive for me. And I shout out to Tommy for being my biggest fan. Uh, Tommy always let me know how the podcast was and that's so amazing and so important to me when you're trying to do things in this life and um, you can have someone that can cheer you on or have your back and let you know good or bad that's a friendship and I appreciate that and it keeps me going it keeps me motivated and it keeps me moving in the right direction so number five what were the biggest struggles I faced this year what were the biggest lessons they taught me Our struggles shape us, y'all, into who we are, and they teach us the most powerful lessons in life. We uncover what matters most to us in the struggle. We learn more about ourselves in the struggle. We, We discover how to respond to challenges and misfortunes in the struggle. We determine what we're truly made of in the struggle. And sometimes we end up finding out just who our genuine friends are. It's our struggles, y'all, that forge our character. But if you have no struggle, then mm, you you know the rest. As uh, Marcus Aurelius said once, uh, he wrote, The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. What stands in the way becomes the way. What new lessons did your struggles teach you? I learned that one thing I did learn this year, oh, and I get teared up. Uh, <laughs> I learned that what got me here won't keep me here. Even through childhood trauma, even through trauma in my youth, in my younger days, in my 20s and 30s, those walls that I built up, it's not good today. I don't like that part of me and who I am today. And that's the part that I am praying and asking God to move to change to will it in a different way because it might have gotten me through some difficult times. But as we mature in life and and how we are in Christ, my responses need to be different now. You know, uh, (laughs) T always called me Peter Popoff. You know, me and my zero to 100 was real strict, you know, and swift. I can get it. But those are not things that you desire as you grow and mature in Christ. Christ has to be the way. He has to be my barometer. He has to be my starting point. He has to be who I put my strength in, not my own. Because I can get down with the best of you. But is that Christ-like? Is that me living in the image of him to strive to be more like him? Is that the woman of God that he's leading me to be? No. Silence. When you can control you, that's 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 achievement. Self-control, man, that's that's achievement. That's 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 good. <laughs> Life is abundant. When one door closes, another one always opens. Your single purpose is to believe that 
as you toil and 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 labor and service, as you walk the path in conviction, the path will begin to appear and the way to your door will naturally reveal itself to you. Every action you take is born from a place of fear or love. Remember that. Every action from fear or love. Live from a fear-based system and you will experience the limitations of hate, arrogance, insecurity, and greed. But if you live from a love-based system, you will discover an abundance of courage, confidence, fortitude, and generosity. You choose. Life is about choices. You choose how you want to live. Is it easy? No. Especially when we are conformed into who we are because of and shaped by life and experiences. It's hard to undo. I always say unlearn, relearn, learn. Number six, where was I five years ago and where am I now? Five years ago, man, I was newly appointed chief a um, little bit before that, but I was still in my new time of growth, of confusion, not knowing. Um, five years ago, I, you know, thought I had it all together, but today I'm, I'm actually more kind. Today I'm more human than I was then. Today I'm wiser. So I'm working on bettering myself. Again, I'm my only competition. And mine is to be better than who I was yesterday and five years ago. So we forget who we were five years ago. And we forget sometimes how far we've come since. But I can look back and reflect and thank God. (laughs) Oh, I thank God for the journey. But I thank him for the growth. I thank him for keeping me too. I thank him. Hmm. You sometimes you forget all the difficult times you faced along the journey, all the obstacles you plowed through, all the mountains you scaled, all the heartbreaks you've grown from, and all the risk you were once so brave to take. Sometimes a dose of reflection is just what we need, and it's so much more rewarding to the mind and soul than anything. Who were you then? Who are you now? Where were you then? Where are you now? Pause. Look back. Remember. Reflect. Whatever highs and lows you uncover, I promise you this, you'll feel more fulfilled. You'll feel more powerful, more beautiful, more grateful, and much more empowered. More importantly, you'll be so proud of yourself and how far you've come. Number seven, if all goes well, where would I love to be five years from now? Five years from now, where do you want to be? Five years from now, how old will you be and what will you have wanted to accomplish um, in their, in your life? You need a vision for the next stretch of your life, something to stick and work toward, a commitment to a greater ideal. Um, the question is not where do you see yourself, not too broad, but the truth is you will experience a lot of stuff in times to come. But the one constant in our lives is change. Whether you want change to happen or not, there's some things that just knock you down. There's some things you didn't see coming. There's some things, man, a couple of years ago, some things I didn't see coming, but it came. Did it change me? Oh, yeah. Oh, did it hit me like a ton of bricks? Oh, yeah. But God, I trust. I still believe it's going to work for good. I still believe and know that God is sovereign. That he saw it before we saw it. 
because see, he knows the end from the beginning and before the beginning. He knows it. So, number eight, based on that vision, what do I want my one word intention to be next year? How can I manifest it every day in my life? An intention, y'all, is a guiding principle for who you want to be and how you want to act, how you want to live, and how you want to show up in the world. Whether it's at work, in your relationships, during your creative or spiritual pursuits, or in any other area of your life, an intention serves as an internal compass. It offers a sense of clarity, y'all, and it helps guide your actions as you move throughout the days of the year. And this guides you forward along your journey towards your vision. So what do I want my ultimate purpose to be this year? That answer is the sole holistic direction in which you will focus all your energy on. That's going to create that alignment between the goals you tackle, the actions you take, the opportunities you consider accepting and declining. Five years from now, what? My intention, what? Number nine, what are the three things I want to achieve the most this coming year? And how can I build myself a system that would allow me to achieve it? So we've narrowed down from a grand vision to a one word intention. Now it's time to connect those two things with the three goals you will work toward this year. Those three goals are going to serve as the top three priorities, y'all, that you have this year. And once you've outlined that, the next step is to build a system that's going to facilitate the achievement of it. Because goals alone, without a scaffold to ground them, is nothing more than ideas in the air. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. So you have to make sure that you're intentional, y'all. A system. That's a set of tools, routines, rituals designed to make it easy for you to regularly repeat the necessary tasks to accomplish your goals. So after you write down those goals, you follow three steps to build your system. Number one, identify and list all the tasks that needs to be done. Number two, create a workflow for those tasks with specific deadlines. Number three, track your main habit to measure your progress. Number 10, what's one thought I'm currently holding on to that's not serving my well-being? What am I holding on to? And what's empowering affirmations can I use to replace it? What's an empowering affirmation I can use to replace it? We can't flourish, y'all, or experience any positive, sustainable change as long as we carry that weight. We are self-sabotaging. If we, we don't do if we don't stop those patterns, that stuff weighs us down. It gets heavy. A lot of times we're the one who hold ourselves back. We cling to old thought patterns and we refuse to let it go. I want to do this, but I'm scared I'ma fail. So fear overtakes you more than the courage to act. I'm ready for a new, but I don't wanna I want a new relationship, but I don't wanna or I don't know where to begin. I really like him, but I'm worried that it won't work and he'll hurt me. So you let that fear create this illusionary uh, shield of protection, which conceals you from the freedom to openly love. If you really want to create change, y'all, you got to raise your awareness of what 
our self-sabotaging thought patterns are. And then we got to break free from it by, re- by, by replacing it. How? By replacing it. How about if I start my own business, even if I might be a little scared that it'll fail, it's, that's normal. I'm not sure how this thing is going to end up, but I'm on my way. I don't know if this is going to, but I'm on my way. Release. Release. What thoughts and ideas are you ready to let go of? Number 11, what is one bad habit I'm working on removing from my life? And what is one new habit I wish to bridge in, in its stead? So in life, there's always a give and take. Just how much... Uh, we hang on to one thing, we got to grab something else. So you got to let go of those old thought patterns. What it said in the Bible, there was a man who, um, when a uh, bad spirit went out and left the man, he went to and fro looking for somewhere else to go. And the spirit came back and found the man's house empty. He brought with him seven more that was worse than himself. So sometimes we can clear some things out, but we can't, we, we don't feel it. We, we say we want to change, but we don't fill it with the word. We don't fill it with devotion. We don't fill it with other things. We we want to stop the old affirmations, but the, the but we can't fill it with the new. I'm not anything. I'm not going to amount to anything. Instead of I am loved, I'm going to have all that life has to offer me. I can do all things with Christ who strengthens me. You got to stop that. Start sticking up that mirror with all kinds of affirmations down the hall, on the wall, whatever you need to do change it number 12 what are three things i would love to do more of next year and how will i make more time for it our days are filled with things we have to do things we need to do things we want to do but most of the time we end up doing what we have to do along with all the other things that comfort us and help us escape and so we end up putting off the things we really want to do you get it you know stuff needs to be done get done but they're all tasks and errands and things like that. That's a natural course of life. But what you need to do is make time for what you really want to be doing in your life. Make time for what you love. Take out some paper and, and write the top things on the page. What I love doing. What brings me joy? What makes me happy? What fills my soul with passion and excitement in life? What is it you keep putting off, but deep down you know you really want to do it? What is it that you must do more of because if you don't you'll regret not doing it 10 years down the line write them down and then choose three things that you can start doing today and lastly number 13 how can i start my mornings more mindfully this year how you start your morning sets the tone for the whole day y'all how you live your days will culminate into how you have lived the year and the premise behind the morning routine is to empower you to live slow and more intentionally. I was on my way to the store this morning and um, listening to my motivation and Kobe Bryant was talking and he said, uh, when you get up in the morning, if you start your workout, you know, extra, whatever you do, and you started at nine, do it for two hours. You got to come back, recover, you got to eat. And then you go back again, maybe at six and do it to eight o'clock. Then by the time you get home, you go to sleep and you got to wake up to do it again. But what happens if you get up at three? And start, get there at 4, work to 6, come back, recover, eat, go back at 9, work to 11, come back, recover, eat, do it at 3, get to 5, 
recover and eat, you know, seven to nine and then go back to bed. He said, if you do this for five years, it doesn't matter what your competition do. You are you are so far ahead of the game because you got up early that nobody will be able to catch you. You are so far ahead. Then I was listening. A millionaire said at six years old, his children start reading 20 pages a day at six. Y'all, they can't have anything. They have to work for it. No tablets, no nothing. And they wanted a treehouse. Could he have bought it? He said for 10, 20, 30,000. Absolutely. But no, you got to work for it. You'll be so far ahead of the game if you start now. Sometimes you got to disappear and you got to grind it out. So if you can learn to give 30 minutes, the first 30 minutes of your day to just sit along with your emotions and thoughts and do something that swells your mind and body into the peak state of being, meditation, exercise, reading, journaling, you are going to drastically improve the trajectory of your life. Uh, I think Marcus Aurelius wrote it best when he said, when you arise in the morning, think of what a privilege, a precious privilege it is to be alive, to breathe, to think, to enjoy, to love. And to add to that, when you arise in the morning, remind yourself of where it is you're taking your life, your vision, who you're becoming, your intention, and what you will do today to connect the two together. <laughs> Consider three things that you will do for your mind, body, and soul every morning when you wake up. And one bonus question for you. How will I reward myself throughout my progress and upon my year-end success? The way I see it, if, if you got a vision, set your intentions for the year ahead and your goals, you're ready. You're ready. Celebrate who you're becoming by gifting yourself with something to look forward to. Show that attitude of gratitude. Show that appreciation. Be that person God has called you to be. Be the best version of you that you can be, that you know you are. You guys are simply amazing. And as we close out 2023, to God be the glory. And we know that we are embarking on a new life, new thought process, new you. And this year, we're only, the next year to come, we're only in competition with ourselves. We're not in competition with people. We're striving to be more, do more, to be more intentional, to be more devoted to time spent wisely and not frivolously on just things. So I'm excited about what the new year is going to bring. I'm excited about what God is doing in my life. I'm excited about the change that's going to come in my life as a result of my obedience to Christ and my looking out to be a better version of me, seeking him in all that I am, all that I do trying to find my purpose for where he had me to go and not on my own. I don't want to do anything in my own strength, but I want him to be the head. I want him to be that, that God and force, that director, that leader. Knowing that when we put him first, all things, all things will be added unto us. Don't make anything else an item. Let God be that starting point. And I promise you, everything else will come. It'll come. I love you all. Happy New Year. Have a blessed one. I pray God's blessings over your life. I pray that he instill and give you all the things that your heart desires that's in his good and perfect will. I pray that 2024 be better for you than 2023. I pray, pray that you're blessed beyond measure. I pray that you want to change because whether you want to or not, change will come. 
but I pray you're in a in a state of uh, being proactive and not reactive. Look for the best in people. Stop judging people and stop judging yourself. Stop being so hard on yourself. See the best in everything. Change your, your set of lens. Stop looking at the negative and always build on the positive. Have an attitude of gratitude. And until 2024, God bless you. I love you. Thank you all for being on this awesome journey with me. Thank you all for listening. My friends, my family, everybody. God bless you.